Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In Ankeny. Chris Murray made 11 shots in a row on the way to a career-high 30 points in Iowa's win over Omaha last night. The 4-0 Hawkeyes play Clemson on Friday in the Emerald Coast Classic. Iowa State's back in action on Thanksgiving Day. The 3-0 Cyclones play Villanova in the Phil Knight Invitational in Oregon. And in one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history, Saudi Arabia knocked off Argentina 2-1. Argentina had been unbeaten in their last 36 matches. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you uh, until 1 o'clock. Bottom of the hour, Stephen Sipple from On3 Media. We will uh, preview Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, Iowa has their press conferences. Well, the players, I believe, have already met with some of the media. Ferentz coming up early uh, afternoon, but uh, Sip will duck out of the uh, Nebraska sessions and join us with the uh, latest on that game. All right, working on David Kaplan. Hope to catch up with the cap man who is on vacation uh, in Florida, but uh, did promise uh, that he would join us here today. So I was looking at the Pro Football Focus. I don't know if you follow them on Twitter or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the, uh, the the playoff picture today. I get it. There's a lot of football left to be played, and there is. But when you, in particular, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, uh, where they sit right now, right? I mean, they were everybody's you know, September. September, October, the the AFC's going through Buffalo, dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. They are clearly the team to beat the Super Bowl favorite. As of today, they've got to go to Baltimore to begin the playoffs. The 5-4 would be Buffalo at Baltimore. How tricky is that spot? Here's Lamar Jackson in round number one. And then, obviously, he just gets more difficult than that. Chiefs get the bye. Since he would go to Miami, New England would go to Tennessee, uh, and Buffalo and Baltimore would begin um, their playoff quest. But lots of football to be played. Let's get to David Kaplan. He joins us from uh, vacation in Florida. Where are you in Florida, Cap? Thank you for doing this. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. What part of Florida are you in? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys and all your great listeners. I am in Bonita Springs. Where's that? Right near, right near Fort Myers. Good choice. Good choice. A lot of spring training in Fort Myers over the years. Uh, very nice area. Now, that was not affected by the hurricane, correct? Oh, no. The Fort Myers Beach area where we've been to dinner before. My brother lives down here. Uh, yeah, that whole area where they had some famous rest, it's gone. It looks like a nuclear bomb. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It got crushed. Crushed. 
We're inland. I'm so thinking Fort Lauderdale. I'm thinking Fort Lauderdale. You're in Fort Myers. I got you. That's where the... Yeah, right near, right near Naples. Yeah, where the Twins train, where the Red Sox train. Pittsburgh's just up the road in Bradenton. That's where you're yep. at. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so we, I was emceeing a charity event, and a woman whose child had the same disease that the charity event was about, she and her husband donated a week at their house. And so during the auction, I bought it. Nice. So we're here for a week. Good, good, nice. good, good for you, and and hope you enjoy. It. Cap, I want to start with you. Actually, some personal news that you shared uh, on Twitter uh, over the weekend. You're leaving television uh, for a to be determined spot. Trenton, I think we have it figured out. We think you're going to do expand on your YouTube on Recap. You don't have to tell us that we're right or wrong. Well, that'll be proven out in the weeks to come. But uh, Cap, obviously, a lot of people watch you, appreciate what you've done on television over the years. Um, difficult decision for you to make? Uh, it was difficult because I never saw it coming. I never saw this opportunity happening. I was on the air one morning, and my phone rang, and it was my VP of content, uh, John Shipman. And he said he texted me, hey, man, I need to talk to you. It's urgent. So as soon as I got done, I called him. I said, what's up? He needs go look at your email. Human Resources sent you an email you got to look at. We would we don't want you to leave. We would like you to not accept this, and if that's okay with you, delete the email and move on with your day. If you're interested, go look at it. And so I went and looked at it, and it was an opportunity I just could not say no to. Wow. So I'm blessed, man. I know how lucky I am. Not everybody gets to leave on their own terms, and so I accepted this opportunity to leave the company and have a runway to whatever is next and then do my radio show every morning. So that's uh, December 30th will be my last day at NBC Sports Chicago. And, it's you know, I, I love it there. I had a great run there. But there's only two years left on the station's deal with the team. Yeah. I had two years left on my deal. So it's just the right time. Absolutely. I didn't hear you'll still be able to do Miller and Condon on Wednesdays, but I'm sure that'll, that'll work itself out. Uh, but that is in the retirement paper. a boy. Good good stuff out of that. Cap, would have been more of a difficult decision if the Cubs were still there. The Cubs don't start the marquee network. You guys still have the Cubs. You still have the White Sox. You still have the uh, the Blackhawks, etc. Uh, everything's going smooth. Marquee comes along. They take the Cubs. Obviously, that was something that they wanted you. You didn't really uh, entertain that. That opportunity had the Cubs not moved, had Marquee not happened, would have been a more difficult choice. Knowing that you, your love of the Cubs and your opportunity to stay, you know, involved uh, with the Cubs and TV as you were. Um, I'd like to say yes because you know the Cubs are my team. Yep. I love the Chicago Cubs. And I hope I still get to do stuff around them in some fashion with my YouTube, my radio, whatever it is. Uh, this opportunity. It's not because the Cubs aren't there. It's not because the Cubs would be there. This was just the right thing at the right time. Gotcha. It allows me more time with my wife, our four kids. I've got them expanding their families. I have one grandson who's going to be two, and they have another one on the way. Uh, it's just, it is what it is. I never went looking for this. I never saw this coming. And when it was offered to me, and I sat down with my wife and my agent, and I said, this has got to be too good to be true, written all over it. And they both looked at it, and they said, it's actually not. So I looked up in the sky. My mom died in December of 2020. My dad had been gone 23 years this April 1st. 
And I'm, I looked up and said, thank you for hooking me up. That I know that they had some role in this. Great stuff. Well, Cap, we know it's going to be outstanding and really enjoyed everything that you've done throughout the years, including your post game on the Chicago Bears. Mentioned after that Monday night game here, but what, a month back, just how entertained I was by that one. This team's not winning, but they are entertaining. Justin Fields, I know the conversation is happening in Chicago. All right, we got the right guy. Now is the time to shut him down and get him healthy. Mm. Yeah, look, if the doctors clear him, football players play football. You know, I, I kept hearing people outraged. Why would Luke Getty run Justin Fields on that last drive? Because he's a football player, and that's what he does. Now, after the first play, I turned to Wani and Alex Brown and Lance Briggs, and I said, he just injured his shoulder. I don't know if it's a collarbone or a shoulder dislocation. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, you watch. He just hurt his shoulder. And then they showed him grimacing, and we all got, you know, really concerned. And so if the doctors say, he's 80%, you're not playing. You're 99%, you're not playing. You're my future. I don't need a quarterback. I have my quarterback. But if they say, hey, man, you're 100%, you're good to go, well, then you play because you're a football player. I just don't think there's any scenario where he is going to be 100% in the next couple weeks. So I don't see him playing for sure. I'll be if he plays Sunday against the Jets in New York. And then, selfishly, I want them to finish 4-13. and 13. I want to win one game. I want to beat the crap out of the Green Bay. That's it. Uh, and then if it is in fields, it's the pride of Northwest, Northwestern. Trevor Simeon gets his uh, his opportunity to play. Cap, I want to talk just one play in the game stood out to me. I mean, the Komet catch is as good a highlight play as you're going to see. Well, I didn't think he had it in him, but uh, he proved me wrong. Uh, we talked about him last week. And seemingly, he was starting to you know come alive a little bit uh, in his NFL career. And that uh, that catch on Sunday, wow. That catch was re ridiculous and he has looked better and better not only is he making catches like that he's also getting more separation from defenders so we're not seeing him you know glued or stuck like velcroed to a a linebacker he's moving better so i think maybe they've got their pass catching tight end they got to add more blocking there they got to fix the offensive and defensive lines man that that's what they need they need three offensive linemen. They need a couple wide receivers, and they need three guys minimum up front that pressure the quarterback and stop the run. So, again, that's a lot to ask, but when you've got $125 million in cap space and you're going to pick in the top five, very strong chance you could address a lot. Of course, this defense traded away a couple of their key components, and you look to the future. Eberflus, that guy is a defensive background Knowing that they don't have the parts to compete at a high level, do you like kind of what you're seeing schematically at minimum out of them and maybe a young name or two that you've liked so far this season on the defense? Uh, I mean, Brisker and Gordon are going to yeah. be really good players. I still believe in Jalen Johnson. I don't think he's healthy. Plus, when you can't pressure the quarterback, I don't care if it's Dion and Rod Woodson back there. <laughs> you can't give a quarterback like Tua all that time and then give him Hall of Fame-bound receivers, Tyreek Hill, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame, and Waddle certainly looks like he's going to be a beast for the next, you know, seven, eight years. So you give them those types of opportunities. They went out and spent $75 million on Teron Armstead, so they got the best left tackle available last year, and he's playing like a beast. 
you add all that in, it's going to make your defensive backfield really, really struggle at times. It is what it is. So we'll see where it goes. I like those guys. Dominique Robinson has a chance to be a situational pass rusher. Beyond that, I'm not sure. And I like Jack Sanborn. I'm a big Jack Sanborn guy. Yeah, he made a lot of plays this uh, this past weekend. He moves all over the field. Cap, let's uh, let's go to baseball. What are you hearing? It's been a week since we talked. It seems though uh, that the hot stove league is starting to you know get a little bit of action. We're starting to see some players you know take some opportunities to visit with teams. Not sure what offers are coming. What are you hearing uh, when it comes to both the Cubs and the White Sox? Although well, you've told us before that you think the White Sox are going to be relatively quiet free agency-wise, and if there's been something to pop up, please share that, but then uh, to the Cubs, who seemingly will spend. Yeah, I fully expect the Cubs to spend. Now, I know that Jed Hoyer does not want to get involved in a 7, 8, 9, 10-year deal. He just got out of the Jason Hayward one, and he's paying him for next year yet, for this coming season. But he also wants one of those shortstops. If you want one of those four guys, Dansby Swanson would be fourth on my list. Solid player, but still would be fourth. You want Correa, Turner, or Bogarts? You're not getting them on a three-year deal. I'm just telling you. You're getting them on seven, eight, with options and opt-outs and all of that, where you're on the hook for a lot of money. So you better know that your scouting staff is all in. Because when they sign Jason Hayward, I can tell you uh, a current major league manager who's a friend of mine called me and he said, please tell me your boys are not going to sign Jason Hayward. I said, I think they're right there. Noodle for a bat. You will regret the signing for as long as he's there. Great guy. Wonderful defender. Can't hit. Tell them, don't do this. And I know there were scouts that said that to Theo. Don't do it. But their analytics said, you know, he takes the extra base and he's a great defender and he's an awesome person. I get all of that. It turned out to be a bad time. Cody Bellinger. There's some uh, rumblings about him and a possibility maybe heading to the south side of Chicago. Your thoughts on Bellinger and if it's a fit there. Also, Jose, Jose Abreu. My twins are apparently involved in some talks there. I'm not a big fan of that at this point in his career. Those two guys, Bellinger is a free agent and trading away Abreu. I think both uh, White Sox and Cubs are involved on the Bellinger front. Uh, The Dodgers let him go because he had a horrible year. You're paying him $17 million a year Mm -hmm. because, what was he, the MVP in 2019? Yep. Yeah, so are you going to... Pay Cody Bellinger that type of money? I'm not. Now, if he wants a one-year pillow contract, they call it, where he can rebuild his value, I'm in. I would definitely take a shot if the number wasn't like extreme and out of line. But the Jose Abreu front, I hope my Cubs sign him. Absolutely. He's a free agent. You don't have to give anything up but money. He's, the Sox are not bringing him back because they're moving Andrew Vaughn to first. So I absolutely 100% would take a shot at Jose Abreu. No doubt. He gives you thump. He's an awesome guy in your room. And you don't have to give up a five-year deal or trade prospects for him. There's no downside. If I'm the Twins, all in. Let's go. Why would you not sign him? If you can get him two for 40, why would you not do that? 
Mm. Uh, the three of us are all baseball guys. We love the game. I'm, I don't know, Cap, with you on vacation, if you've seen the Hall of Fame ballot they, uh, that was uh, put out here yesterday. My, my takeaway from this, there's no one going to be elected into baseball's Hall of Fame this offseason. I don't think there's – I mean, Carlos Beltran, he's a good player, but is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't think any of the holdovers – Scott Rowland got 63% of the vote. I don't think he gets in. I don't think there's going to be anybody uh, hear their name – as far as uh, uh, gaining uh, entrance into the Hall of Fame. Did you look at it, Cap? I have not seen the ballot. I have not. Um, Carlos Beltran's going to be, unfortunately for him, he made this decision. Yep, He's going to have to wear it. He got involved in a cheating scandal. Yep, with the Astros. Lost him a managerial job, Yep, and rightly so. I would not hire someone who's a known cheater. I'm not talking about steroids. Uh, that was an era... Billions of guys were doing it. I'm not putting them in the Hall of Fame, but I would have no problem having someone in my organization who had that and admitted. I made a mistake. I got caught up in it. Whatever the case may be. You cheated with garbage cans and somebody knowing the signs? That, for me, is a real, real tough problem. And on top of it, that is not, you know... Greg Maddox there. That is right. someone who's he, – he was a lock Hall of Famer. Carlos Beltran, good baseball player. Right. First ballot Hall no of way. Fame, no shot. No. No shot. Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling, they are no longer on the ballot as they go to uh, the old Veterans Committee, and they got a new name for it now. Of those three, and, and especially if nobody is voted in this year. Bonds, Schilling, and Clemens. Get out the tinfoil hat here. They got to have somebody. They got to have people come to Cooperstown that weekend oh, for Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Who would they put in? I would not vote any of those three. Hmm. And again, if Barry had never cheated. He's a lock. And yes. that's exactly what he did. He's a lock Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. But Barry Bonds, you ask my kids how I raised them. And they're older now. They can have their own beliefs. But if you ask my boys, who's the all-time home run champion? (laughs) Hank Aaron, Dad. Because I believe, and again, if he hadn't cheated, Barry Bonds would be in the Hall of Fame already. He was not a good person. I've had personal experience. Bad guy. Amazing baseball player. I don't know what his numbers are without steroids. I I believe he'd still be an five-tool amazing player. He cheated. No, I'm not putting him in. Uh, last thing, uh, Pete Rose wrote an emotional uh, a letter to uh, Manfred, uh, you know, laying it all out there. He's 81 years old. Uh, Manfred said, no, uh, it's not time yet. I, I think Cap, you know, I think he's going to be one of these guys uh, that, you know, once he's gone, he may get an entrance in. They may find a spot for him. When you read, if you read the letter, did it change your opinion at all on Pete Rose as far as, you know, he's, it's been a long time. He's been suspended from baseball for a long time. Now I know in every dugout, I mean, there's that rule, right? There's no pepper and no gambling. Um, it, it's one of those cardinal sins and he broke it. Your thoughts on Rose's letter and did Manfred, should he have looked the other way or, or at least, uh, take a little sympathy on the old dude? Uh, I would probably put Pete Rose in. I had always been staunchly against it because he denied that he gambled. Mm-hmm. And I read the Dowd report and believed that John Dowd was not trying to make stuff up. He simply followed the evidence. But now that Pete has admitted it, a lot of time has gone by. He will always have to live with ridicule from some members of the public and the press. 
and on top of it all, it should be on his plaque. Yep. Banned for X number of years, blah, 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 and finally let in. Here's his whole story. I got no problem with them putting him in then. He's the hit king. He is, and I'm not putting him in as a manager. Right. I mean, I'm putting him in as a player. So, yeah, that's how I would handle it. I saw it the same way. Bulls sit at 7-10. and 10. They get a win against the Celtics, but uh, that one cut down a four-game losing streak. Injuries and the like. What is this Bulls team this year? Are they just an afterthought? Uh, yeah, I don't think they're great. Now, they got when they get Lonzo Ball back, should they be better? They should. Um, it's a team that doesn't have perimeter shooting. And we, I know, I've been on your show last year, and all three of us said, well, you got to get some shooting here in the offseason. And they got exactly zero. And please don't tell me it was Goran Dragic. They brought him in as a backup point guard because they knew Alonzo Ball was not going to be ready to go. So I want – why is the Milwaukee Bucks, who are in Chicago tomorrow night – I think it's in Chicago. I know that Bulls play the Bucks tomorrow. Why is it that you look at Milwaukee and they spread the floor when they're healthy and you go, well, oh, Chris Middleton can shoot the three. Kick it to the short corner. There's Pat Connaughton. When healthy, he can make the three. Oh, kick it over the top. There's Grayson Allen. He can make the three. We don't have any of those guys. So that's my problem with this team. I think it's a very average team. Happy Thanksgiving, Cap, to you and yours. Enjoy your time down in Florida. Uh, Looking forward to hearing your announcement whenever it is that you make it. But glad you're still going to be a part with us and still doing your radio in Chicago. Thank you, Cap. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate your guys' friendship. I love being on with you every week. Ditto, buddy. Take care. Good to hear from you. David Kaplan uh, from Chicago. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors David Kaplan. We're grateful to CenturionStoneofIowa.com. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. Check them out online if you have one of those projects that exterior, interior, stone project, any size, uh, any place, fireplace, outside, whatever it is. How about to want to do something around that deck? You know, with the with the grill, the stonework, um, spruce it up a little bit. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Good stuff out of Cappy. We'll take our time out, come back, talk to Sip. We'll preview Nebraska and Iowa. He's just leaving the press conferences. He'll join us when we come back. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. You get your podcast. Joined by Dr. Macy Elite Eye Care in Waukee and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Dealman, many people deal with dry eye. If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulse light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dieleman, or the rest of our doctors at Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the Eye Company. Guy looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on... It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. 
There's definitely some frustration. We talk corn huskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to Stephen M. Sipple on 3 Media. I was busy, guys. Just heard press conferences for the last couple of hours. I assume he's about to jump on a laptop and start typing what he heard. Yeah. So he won't keep you from that sip. But do want to spend you know eight or ten minutes with you. Uh, first of all, uh, happy Thanksgiving as always. Thanks uh, for doing this for us again this year. Sadly, the curtain's going to come down about six six thirty on the uh, season. Then it gets real fun, right? As far as what's going to happen is uh, when will they introduce? If indeed that's the road, uh, the path that they go, the new head coach. Uh, but the season overall, Sip, not what anybody saw coming. I thought that they would get to a bowl game. It didn't happen. Yeah, I think I yeah, I definitely thought they'd get to a bowl game. Um, again, you know, they lose some close games. Got off to a bad start this season. Was they really the critical, really bad start, guys? I mean, lose it. I know it seems like a long time ago, but you lost Nebraska loses in Ireland to a Northwestern team that hasn't won since. Jeez. Yeah, so I got off to bad. I got off to a bad start. Yet, yet a terrible loss. You guys probably don't remember. Well, you probably do because you guys followed the Georgia right? Southern. Yeah, the Georgia Southern loss was a you know that was the death knell yep. for Scott Frost, mm-hmm. and then the following week was the death knell for the defensive <laughs> coordinator. Oklahoma put five eighty five hundred eighty yards on Nebraska after Georgia Southern put six hundred and forty two. So, yeah, just a rock, real rocky start. And, you know, kind of evened out a little bit. Got a couple wins in there, Indiana Indiana and Rutgers. Um, but then, you know, then the losing has continued. Not, you know, it's not like they're getting their doors blown off uh, very often, but they're, uh, and they're still competing. And it's not a bad team. It's not. It's not a bad team. Um, but, no, it, didn't, it hasn't gone like anybody thought it would. What about Jeff Munkin? I mean, it, going back to the triple option, and of course what Army has done, and, and he has revitalized that program. They're down a little bit this year. Is there any appetite at all to completely go back, or are people so past that, just never want to see that again, just think that you can't compete at the highest level anymore? Is there a chance? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a chance. I, mean, I don't have any great insight on that. I, I mean, I think you got to be careful with that conversation, Trent. It wouldn't, you know, I don't think Monken would come to Lincoln and run straight triple right. option yep. every yep. play. I mean, and, that, and Osborne didn't do that. Mm-hmm. that. That's not what Nebraska ever did. I mean, they they ran a lot of options, uh, but they were in the eye and they would, they you know, they threw the ball sometimes. And it was It was somewhat multiple. It wasn't you know, just a straight wishbone triple option. Yeah. So I, but I, and I think if Monken was going to be the choice here, that his, he would have to evolve that offense. I don't think Nebraska, I would like to think they wouldn't think they could, you know, take the big 10 by storm, just running the ball like that. Teams adjust. Teams are, these are great mm-hmm. defensive minds and they're great players. And there's no way. I mean, there's just, I mean, I, there's just no way. And then I, I think some people throw it at you that, oh, come on, it's hard to prepare for. Eh, I mean, it can be, but if you got a week and then you're doing it a lot, you know, over the course of time, it's not, 
you can do it, especially, I emphasize, with these defenses. They're tough and they're they're athletic. They can get to the edge. I, no, I don't think it would be like – I don't think it would look like what he's doing at Army. We're going to see one in person uh, uh, coming up this Friday. We'll get to Iowa-Nebraska in just a second. Just, you know, I sip when, when Matt Rule was still in the uh, NFC South, right, he's still at Carolina, and Scott Frost had just been uh, let go. I thought that Matt – this is Matt Rule's job written all over it. I, he's a really good college coach. Uh, he's been at places where he's turned programs around. Um, what what he did at Baylor after what they went through to be that guy and to get them on that path and around that hasn't skipped the beat subsequent uh, to that. I thought Matt Rule is, is going to get a job somewhere in college football, and I selfishly had hoped it was going to be at Nebraska because I like when Nebraska's good. I think it's good for business when Nebraska and Iowa mean something here. It's not just the last game on the schedule. Uh, is there any chance, I, I know that you've been, um, you know, you've written about Matt Rule I'm not saying that you're going to come on here and tell us that it's a done deal here today, but is there a chance that Matt Rule um, and and Trev Alberts uh, do come to a a spot where they feel comfortable that this is the path that they both want to take? I'm keeping my eye on it. It it now looks more like a long shot. It looked like a long shot on Friday, and then it looked even more like a long shot on Sunday. And, you know, this just looks like they're – I mean, something broke down, and there's serious contact. And right now, I, I got you. Got to keep your eye on it because Nebraska could wind back around to him. Um, I don't necessarily anticipate it, but I'm not ruling it out, and I'm not trying to cover my backside here either. I just know how these things can go. But no, I wouldn't. I think right now. The two things that we have a pretty good idea on as far as Husker Online goes, my employer, is that they, Nebraska and Rule had serious discussion. And Nebraska, for sure, at least the search firm, was in contact with Jimmy Sexton, Mark Stoops' agent, and Stoops got a raise out of it. Uh, I mean, right. that's, I mean, one of my, the guys I work with, Sean Callahan, Oh, he's got some connections in Kentucky on that staff. And there's no doubt, there's no doubt there was some interest mutually, I'd say. Mm. I mean, I do think Mark Stoops was, I think there was some interest on his side, it seems like to me. Um, so, yeah, I, those are the two, we don't know a lot. It's been very watertight like it has been at Auburn. If you're if you're getting information, it's usually coming from the other side, not Trev Albert's side, not the Nebraska side. It's coming from the other end of it. And, you know, we got some information on Stoops, got some information on Rule. Other than that, Climbing seems like there's a lot of smoke there at Kansas State. Hmm. It's just smoke, though. I mean, yeah. it, but it just seems there's like a lot, so I'm keeping my eye on that, too. Where's this fan base? I mean, it's an optimistic lot. There's, you know, illusions of grandeur, maybe that they're going to go back to what they were in the 90s and, and even before that. But were they overall? A new fa- Yes, new coach. There'll be excitement there. But I don't know. Some of the Husker fans that I know kind of feel beat down at this point and, and not real hopeful compared to where they have been for a real long time. It's difficult right now, Trent. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you wonder. You know what? I've written this, and it's interesting. You guys, I think, I think I've said it probably on your show, but it, your question brings it back to the four. 
something Bo Pelini said always, always sticks with me. And it was when they were getting ready, when, you know, when it was getting how he, he thought he thought he was going to get whacked in 2014, and he hadn't been fired yet. Um, but it was coming down to it. It wasn't looking good. He was having no communication with Sean Eichhorst, the AD. Couldn't even get a hold of him. So, you know, it was tense. And he said, he said these words, and they'll always stick with me. And, he, and I get heat for saying them, and he gets heat for saying them. But he said, simple, if they get rid of me, it's going down fast, and it's not coming. Mm-hmm. The second part is what got me. Because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yeah, whatever. That's, right. that, that's, pretty, that's pretty arrogant. Going down fast, yeah. I mean, that made sense to me. But not coming back just seemed a little much. But look at what's happened. It's scary to me. I mean, uh, he said it. He's smart. Bo's a smart guy. I mean, he's, he was one, he's, he's one of the most intelligent guys I've ever dealt with. And he said those words. It'll, it'll go down fast and it's not coming back. Hmm. Well, what do we expect to see on, on Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock? Uh, obviously, a ton for Iowa to play for, right? They win the game. They are representing the West uh, as, as hard to believe as that as was a month ago. Here we are. They win. They're going to Indianapolis to take on the winner of Ohio State and Michigan. What is um, what, what would this do for Nebraska, Sip? Because I think they're going to show up and play hard. I really do. Uh, this would um, go a long way into making the winter quite not as long if they were to you know knock off the Hawks in this game i think they're going to show up and play you've said that they continue to play hard is that what you expect to see this friday afternoon yeah i have there's no evidence that would suggest they won't they always do i mean it would be an anomaly um oklahoma was they were rattled against oklahoma back in that you know in that in that in that game for sure their head coach had just been fired that was September 18th. Yeah, they were rattled, and, and they didn't play well. And they didn't really I – don't, I don't know. I didn't even lay down. They just played terribly, but they don't lay down. Um, no, they'll fight. They'll fight. And the defense will be – I'd say the defense – you'll be impressed. I think the defense scrap. I mean, it's not a great defense, but they do scrap. Boy, they scrap. And I think they, they'll do that, and I will have a tough time moving the ball. And offense, you know, offense is not really an emotion-scrapping discussion, right? It's more technical in nature. But they play hard on that side of the ball, too. And with Casey Thompson, they're scary because he can complete the deep ball. And now I was really good in that. I mean, Iowa doesn't let stuff get behind him. I get that. Play the safety's high. But if Nebraska can get a few big plays, uh, real big plays, you never know. It doesn't look like a good matchup, though, because of the way Iowa doesn't look like a good matchup for Nebraska's offense because of the way Iowa plays defense. Like Trent said off air, probably first one to, I'd say first one to 13, yeah. 14. Wow. Probably win. Is this Casey Thompson's last game as a Husker? Hard to tell. Um, impossible. Some of these answers, some of these questions are really hard. Mm-hmm. They're sort of impossible to say because you don't know. If Mickey's around, if Mickey, I don't think Mickey will be the head coach. You never know. But if Mickey's back on the staff, Mickey Joseph, the interim coach, mm-hmm. very tight relationship with Casey, then he might that 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 might mean he's back. But you know, he hasn't. Casey hasn't decided. So and a lot of guys haven't. I mean, there's a lot of indecision. I mean, it's a lot of you know you got to see how it all plays out, right? And there's a you know then the then the incoming coach will have some say in some of that, right? So yep. uh, you know. 
who knows? Well, uh, you'll be back for year 28 of doing this with me and um, grateful for the first 27, which would last a little bit longer uh, than Black Friday, but the season comes to an end. And, uh, Sip, thanks for doing this, uh, as always. Maybe we'll pick your brain on some of these Big Ten matchups in the bowl just for an excuse to reach out to our buddy Stephen M. Sipple. Thanks, pal. I love Thank you, guys. You guys are incredible, and I really enjoy coming on with you. Happy Thanksgiving, bud. Take care. Thanks, Sip. Bye, both. All right, take care. Yep, good to talk to you. Stephen Sipple on 3 Media. One of these years, Nebraska is going to be relevant. Yay. Not relevant. Maybe get to a bowl? I, I kind of like where they are. I know you do. I know you do. Um, it is fun. Yeah. Look, you're not alone. Hawkeye no. fans feel that way, right? I get it. Iowa I State it. fans feel that way. Yeah. I, yeah. That's an interesting question. But they certainly used to. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they still do because it's at, well. It's good to keep Nebraska down. On the other hand, it's Iowa that has a part of hand in keeping them. And we really don't like them either. Oh, right, right, right. You know what I'm going? Yeah, I do. Going? <laughs> Anyways, we'll come back. I want to know where you're going. You're not going to the MAC tonight. I'm disappointed. No, There's no, two no, games no. left in Maction, and you're turning up your nose. Well, I have 11 plays in college basketball. Oh, that's why Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. KXNO. What makes Thanksgiving the best holiday? Well, NFL football all day this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook has, they're an official, by the way, sports betting partner of the NFL, and they've got you covered, and you don't even have to leave your couch. New customers bet just $5 on any NFL team just to win their game. You'll get $150 in free bets if they do. And this Thanksgiving, everyone, all of us, can bet risk-free on the NFL with DraftKings Sportsbook. I love that. Place any bet of your choice on any Thanksgiving NFL game, and if your bet loses, DraftKings will We'll give you your money back. DraftKings Sportsbook app now downloaded. Use the promo code KXNO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you newcomers. And if they do, you get $150 in free bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code KXNO. You must be 21 or older. I will only bonus issued as free bets. One bet issued based on amount of initial losing NFL bet. Deposit wagering and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, Problem call problem call one eight hundred bets off. Trent's pick of the day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six point three KXN. Omer and Andy coming up at one to drive with Heather and Sean today from three until six. Trent's got a lot of games. Are you going to give out all eleven? I, I guess I can just fire through them quick here as we're running a little short on time. But yeah, 11 games, one of them underway right now is the Matadors of Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne is uh, leading against EMU. That's what we're talking about here. Indiana State pick number one, Arkansas State, Bradley plus the 13 against Auburn. We're going to lay it with Notre Dame tonight against Bowling Green, Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast, the Wolfpack in Nevada against Kansas State, grabbing five and a half there. Northern Illinois, Arizona, Liberty plus three and a half against Northwestern, Wright State minus one, and already invested with San Diego State in the future there. Don't need to play him against Arizona, though I would against the Wildcats tonight. That is what we have. If you missed it, go back to the podcast, slow it down, and write them all down as we got a big, big afternoon of hoops in front of us. Or you can also find them at the Action Network, your place. Yes, you can uh, just search T. Condon, Trent yep. Condon. It'll pop up there, and you can find all my picks. Follow along, and we are hot over 30 units over the last month. In fuego. We're out of time.
We appreciate you being here with us today. We'll do it again tomorrow from 11 to 1. Again, Murph and Andy, then the KXNO Drive. Thanks for being with us here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.